Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there and welcome to episode 31 of the AI Comic Pod. We had some pretty grand plans and we were going to round off our wonderful year in some style, but then we realised that we don't have style, so we thought we'll just do an awards ceremony instead. So apologies for the, for the build-up that we've been doing. Uh, what we've done is uh, we are joined today by Rory, as always. How's it going? It's good, man. I rented the, I rented the pink... Um, Lamborghini from the Batman vs Superman film, but I decided against it because our budget cuts are just a bit extreme at this time of year. I thought you were going to say pink thong for some reason. It was like you never want to rent a thong. <laughs> I, oh no! Oh, um, that's a bad image. That pro- is a bad image. You, you've got a that's, fit- that's worse than like a, a used X Men suit. I can imagine they're pretty ropey, like beasts. A, a, oh suit. yeah, beasts would fucking stink. Imagine yeah. the gusher on beast suit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, hashtag beasts gusset. I'll have to get that one going later. And to, wow. uh, to to try and raise the level of class and intellect on the show, so no pressure. We've got uh, Mr. Marco Lopez. How are you doing? I'm I'm getting worried about you two. You, you, you you've already taken not, not even a minute into this pod, and you're talking about Rory in a thong. You're this you've bad. only it's... just worried now. I know. I'd be worried a long time ago. Yeah, I was worried after like episode one. That's yeah, quite, but, this is quite normal for us, man. This, that's almost highbrow, that, that conversation we had, that 30 seconds. Yeah, that's, we haven't, that's we what it's got we haven't to. sworn yet. Or have we? <laughs> Fuck. No, not yet. We have now. <laughs> so what we've done is, um, th- this is being driven more by, by Marco and Rory, and I just get to present it and steal all the glory. So if it's great, you're welcome. If it's terrible, blame Marco. Yeah, blame Marco. Yeah, just blame Mar- hashtag blame Marco anyway. Just in general. <laughs> in fact, should we just end it there? Episode thirty-one. Just blame Marco. I think that's it's what it should be called. A... Actually, it's quite funny. I'm just going to do a logo. Just, just Marco's face. <laughs> oh, blame <man>. Marco. <laughs> it, it, it's quite funny considering the 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 AI pod this week and and, and the fact that I've already received some very candid feedback. 
uh, which is good. I've had went. some candid feedback. Yeah, I thought you might. I've had some candid yeah. feedback, which is fine. Which is it was fine. a good show. It was very good. I, I listen I to these things. Uh, <laughs> Stu doesn't listen to anything other than us, but you know, it's fair enough. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a very busy person. I've got games to play and a dog to feed. Oh, speaking of which, hi Wilson. He's come up to co-host. Sorry, Rory, you've been demoted. That's fine. I'll take third place. You're back in back. Right. You're back as back girl now that my new Robin's turned up. Uh, well, <laughs> I'd probably prefer being back girl to Robin, to be honest. Yeah, it's in fine. Fairness, that's that. not a bad shout. So what we thought we'd do is uh, Marco suggested a bunch of um, headings. We've narrowed them down to... 25 down to 10, I think. 25 down to 10 is pretty good whittling. We were whittling away for a while, and we've got them down to the, the normal, the more expected ones. Um, and what we're going to do is we're each going to put forward a nominee. We'll have a, a quick little discussion about why we think our nominee should win, even though we've all had one of our nominations taken off us at one point, so realistically we'll all be rooting for someone else's choice, but that's just the way of the world. And then what we'll do is... We'll throw all of these three choices out in some polls on Twitter. We'll get you guys to vote on them as you have done on the the MCU ranking, which I'll cover in a second. And then we'll try and pull all the results together in an article and we'll do like a formalised end of year awards ceremony at the end. And if Gags agrees to it, if he gets the AI jet dusted off, he can send the three of us off around Hollywood and we can hand some of these awards out. So I, I think... Unless Ryan Reynolds has moved, I've still got his address. So we could we could drop in with him and see what him and Blake are up to, hand over a couple of awards, because there's bound to be a Deadpool award in there, isn't there? So, no pressure on so. Gags. Gotta think so. Even, even with the budget cuts, I'm sure he can spare us the jet for just two, maybe three weeks, and spends and expenses. And and maybe a guide, maybe Armando can like guide us around so we don't get lost or beaten up. I think that would work. I think that'd work. So what we'll do is we may as well start right at the beginning. Pretty obvious one. Best film. I'm going so to we're start starting with a biggie though, aren't we? Starting, starting with a biggie on films. That'd normally come last. Yeah, but I'm unconventional slash really weird. And That's it's, true. And it's at the top of my list. So That's I, true. I don't that want, that I, does involve... I don't want to confuse things you know. by like starting at the bottom of a list and working to the top because that's where society falls down. That's how anarchy reigns. You start looking at the bottom of lists and then the whole fucking thing comes tumbling down. So what right, I'll do what, is... What have you got? I've gone shock horror for Civil War. It might be to do with the fact that I've called it the best Marvel film ever. It might be the fact that it's one of my favourite films in general. And it might be because of Chris Evans' rippling biceps. I, bought, I think it's all of the above. And I think many, many, many is all of things. the above. Yes. And what have yeah, you done I, for? I, I've gone Deadpool. To be honest, I, you know, I think Civil War was the, the automatic choice to mind because we, we obviously enthused so much about it in the last pod we did. But Deadpool, to me, I think was the most surprising film of the year in terms of even though we, we hyped it quite quite heavy before, you know, before its release and we, we were both expectant of it to be good, it kind of far exceeded my expectations. Um, it's just it's one of the funniest films ever produced <clears throat> and I just think it's exactly what the genre needed I think it just freshened things up and it puts a new perspective and yeah I thought it's just an incredibly good film to be honest I, I could go for that if Deadpool wins I wouldn't be disappointed at all because even though Civil War is my favourite film Deadpool 
could arguably be my favourite film of the year. If you just isolated it to 2016, Deadpool yeah. is a, is an absolute phenom of a film. Yeah, yeah. To, I to, think to, for to me, made that you know, much money. the best film produced is Civil War, but the, the film I probably enjoyed watching the most was probably Deadpool. Yeah, so. I, I, I could go for that. And Marco, because we took options one and two, Marco has had to go for... Doctor Strange. Well, I, I'll, I'll I'll make this case for it, uh, even though I would obviously have uh, have uh, so sort of concurred with Stu's choice. But I I think Doctor Strange deserves a lot of credit for the fact that it was different to anything you saw this year in in, in comic book film. Uh, a great lead character, and I think it's it's, it's quite a, important to give the film that credit because it's very difficult to establish someone so new right in the middle of all this, especially considering it's very otherworldly. Beautifully shot, really, just just visually quite uh, quite an experience as well, and 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 just sort of had that old classic kind of like good day out of the movies kind of feel. It's not Civil War, but I mean, I think Doctor Strange deserves a lot of credit for 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 being what it was. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair assessment. If you were to write on its tombstone, it would be different from from any other film that we've seen. Certainly in the comic genre, but definitely it's different from anything we've seen this year, especially visually. It's it's probably visually the best film I've seen in a long, long time. Um, and this because you've not seen Mad Max. Oh, I, it's got to the point now where I kind of begrudge wow. watching it. It's been it's on the fun. agenda for that long that I just now yeah. I'm just kind of reveling in the fact that it's bugging you. There will come a point where I just lock you in a room and put it on some kind of IMAX screen and, and force force you to watch it. It will happen. Oh, Netflix. Oh, Netflix. But do you know yeah. in The Simpsons, do you know when Homer imagines the ballet and it's a chimp driving around in a car? That's, that's true. What, that's what I'd be thinking about while Mad Max is on the screen. To, to be honest, it's, my it's, it, is, it is quite quite a lot of chimps driving cars So in the film itself. So, you know, it's it's not that dissimilar. But... Yeah, Doctor Strange, incredible to look at. Great film. We talked about it a lot. I, I think, you know, you can talk Civil War and you can talk, you know, all the different s- scales of films and, and budgets. And, um, you know, Civil War is the grandest scale film ever produced, I'd say. In, in you know, it's far outweighs anything DC for my, my reckoning and it far outweighs anything ever produced in the genre. So, you know, automatically you'd think maybe it wins, but the others have got very strong merits and, you know, you don't have to necessarily have the biggest budget to be a really enjoyable film. You just have to be unique and, and original. And I think, you know, Deadpool and Dr. Strange are, you know, quite refreshing, you know, especially for, you know, the genre they're setting. So yeah, I think top three, big, big top three. Um, no one nearly either. I think we've got to say that there's no one near those top three either. No one no. nearly narrowly Agreed. missed out. Agreed. No, it, it it's pretty much head and shoulders above the rest. If, if Batman versus Superman or Suicide Squad had been nominated, I think we would have had to make an executive decision to veto that one. And as yeah. good as X Men Apocalypse can, was, it wasn't in the top three films. Of it's the year. not of this caliber. No. no. Can can I just sneak in one quick shot? Um, I know when it's one of the categories that you guys are sort of put to the side. Suicide Squad deserves the award quite categorically for the most disappointing comic film of the year yeah well a lot of people say Batman vs Superman but I think nah. I think TV Batman vs Superman was, was better in a lot of other ways I, I, yeah. I'd, I'd go along with that right. 
Dawn, yeah, of, Dawn of Justice that. had more redeeming features like Batman in a gigantic metal suit twatting Superman around. Yeah. And Wonder Woman. And there's Woman. some good scenes. You know, when we talked about it, it, there's some good scenes in that film. It's not a bad film. It's it's a slightly, uh, you know, mystery. It's not. Yeah, disjointed is the best word. I think that's all, all the major issues with it is is that. Um, Suicide Squad just, just never really connected to being a fulfilling film it was a much better trailer and premise than film do you know what i mean it, you know it's See, I, yeah. I, I, liked, it, I liked suicide squad what i'm waiting for now is i'm waiting for the extended version to come out and see if it's better in the way that the extended version it's, of batman out, versus superman was it's it, out it came but, out on thursday but i'm waiting for a stream of it because i'm cheap and yeah, yeah. I, the, the, the only comment i'll make oh god uh, the only comment I'd make about the extended edition, based on what I've heard, is you can put more Harley and Joker in it. That's fine. It still doesn't explain why you send the scantily clad jester to fight a sorceress. It just doesn't. Because yeah, Margot that, Robbie. <laughs> that. And also, yeah, I, I've heard the extended isn't any better. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I, I've said this before, and I think I wrote about this when I wrote that article about Marvel and DC. It, it concerns me already that the two big films released by them this year weren't what the director foreseed in the first instance. It's not, you know, director's cuts are all good and well in, in principle. And it's nice to see like Blade Runner 20 years on director's cut and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not sure about it at this stage. I think, you know, you'll never see Marvel doing a director's cut because they've got it right the first time. Mm. So, yeah, that's, well, that's my point. Before we move on, let's just say from that, at least... David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad, at least he's been attached to the Gotham City Sirens, which should be fucking awesome. Dave, David Ayer's good, man. Like I said, you know, he's. I was really excited because of his direction, but it was just didn't feel right that film. It just never really connected with me at all. But anyway, we're talking about good films, so yeah. should we move on to to best TV series. Yeah. So from the best on the big screen, we go to the best of the small screen. Marco, you can open us up on this one if you would be so kind. I think I open up with the winner because you're not going to beat a show. Ooh, with... that was bold. Get you. No, I'm sorry. I'll, uh, four, <laughs> four great reasons. One, the fight scene. Some of the best, if not the best, choreographed fight scenes we've seen this year. Number two, genuine twists and turns. Some absolutely great cliffhangers throughout its 13 episodes. Great character drama, including wedging this like massive, weird situation of uh, between Foggy and, and, and Matt Murdock. But more than anything, more than anything, the gambit that landed so powerfully with John Bernthal as the Punisher. If Daredevil Season 2 is not the best series this year, it's because you didn't watch it. <gasps> End of story. Jesus Christ, Marcus brought his A-game. Um, do you know what? I don't, need to, I don't need to do the whole South African fit in 50 words in, you, in you a You probably sentence. couldn't without really, really offending like an entire continent. So That's please fine. Don't. I'm, I'm, it's only Kay and Marco I'm trying to offend. Uh, <laughs> But all, all I've got two words um, after my nomination. So it's The Walking Dead. My two words are Negan and Lucille. That's See, it. I, I would have gone for three. That's words. my pitch. That's I would have gone pitch. for three I words and said enough. "suck my nuts," but that's just me. Well, you know, well, that's just you. I, I, I must admit, I'm kind of secretly rooting for The Walking Dead. Yeah, even though I, I got first picks on the nominations, and I I instinctively went for Luke Cage, probably. 
because it was the most recent series that I've watched. But, you know, as, as an African-American lad myself growing up, Luke Cage has always been a big hero of mine. And I think it, Rory and I spoke about it in great detail. For, for Marvel and Netflix to have brought a black superhero to, to TV and made it feel like it was on the big screen, a character with principles, morals, he's, he's as kind as he is strong, he's as genuine as he is terrifying... A brilliant soundtrack, which we could all listen to on rotation with the Guardian soundtrack. I, I think yeah. Luke Cage has been an absolute smash, and I can't wait to see him again in the Defenders. Yeah, it's a good shot. The thing is, there's been some strong series this year. Um, I was very close because Marco. I think I stole in either before Marco or he didn't pick The Walking Dead, which just confused the life out of me. So I had to pick it. It's like reverse psychology. Um, I He's trying to psych us out. I know, but the flash, the flash was close to me. I, I really enjoyed, you know, in the second half of the season, of, of the last season of Flash, and, and it started pretty well this season. I, I, that was close. Um, See, I, 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 think, I couldn't do yeah. the Flash because technically the Flash started last year and I was going to be a real stickler if you put down the I Flash. I thought you might have done that. Yeah, I was going to be an absolute Because you're arse. really big on technicalities on this pod. Oh, Jesus I Christ. am. Yeah, I'm a very ball buster, aren't you? Honestly, yeah, yeah, I could bust some balls. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, three very, very good, you know, nominations. I think we'll all agree, and we all, I think we all love all of them. I think that's that's true to point. And Daredevil was was awesome as well. And there's a lot of things that have fallen by the wayside. It's arguably been a, a stronger year for TV, if not more so. Than, than the films like you said we've had a lot of good TV a lot of shows have really really brought their, their level up The Flash being the best example if we did include it it really has taken it to a whole new level of, of comic authenticity The Walking Dead I'm getting a much deeper appreciation of now I'm going back and reading the comics I really am I'm falling, falling in love with it on a whole new dimension that I never thought was possible and Marco's got a great shout in Daredevil season two because it was fucking relentless. And I, I watched it in what I think was it three days. That's a testament to it. If a show's not good, you can't binge watch it. As tr- try as you might, you can't do it. And same with Luke Cage. I watched both of them in just over a weekend because they are that good. They need to be just inhaled rather than gradually watched. We, we encourage everyone to have really, really unhealthy habits when it comes to watching TV. I think you've encouraged that in me. Yeah, I never watched nearly any of this before. You know, we and then a lot of them are quite new. I watched The Walking Dead from the start, but, um, and, you know, the Netflix element did always interest me, but none of the DC stuff. Um, I think the DC stuff isn't, isn't that well marketed. Um, I don't think they get across... And I think you could watch the other episode and go, what the hell is going on? It's because it, they're on the CW. stick with it a little bit. C- yeah, CW just very doesn't American. have the, um, the, the coverage to get them out. They're not like... Yeah, it's not it? like H- HBO where you've got that ridiculous trailer for Game of Thrones next series, yeah. which is awesome. And, and that is something that you'll never see produced of, of that scale and the, or And The Walking budget. Dead in this country, yeah. I think, is it Fox is peddling it? So you're talking. It's one been of, peddled by loads of different groups, man. It's been a really weird distribution in the UK. Yeah, but, it is, isn't it? Because it's done by AMC, isn't it? But when it comes to the international rights, all the big boys step in 
and just ram it down your throat. And yeah, Sky had it for a period. It moved to Fox. It was on Channel Five as well. To, you know that terrestrial, but it's never really come back there. It's always been a bit random. So yeah, but a lot of people watch it despite its struggling numbers. I must admit this year. Yeah. Now, one thing that I don't think we're going to struggle with here was finding best hero. We've we've had a lot of good heroes. Now, this could have included heroines, just for political correctness. Um, we have all gone for men, but that's because there aren't a lot. There are nowhere near as many heroines as we would like there to be. It's going to be very interesting when we do this at the end of what 2018, 2019 to hear yeah. us fighting over who gets to nominate Captain Marvel. And I'm calling dibs right fucking now. I get to call Captain Marvel as my hero. If we're doing this in 2018, 2019... I will fight all of you right now outside. we've got that far. I'll be amazed. We will. We'll be up to episode about 300. We'll be living the high life, retired, full-time comic podders. That sounds a dream. Yeah. Make it it happen, Gags. Go on. I'll tell you what, Rory, you can start us off on this one. Who have you nominated as your best hero? I went went a little bit left field because... Yeah, well, I'm not sure I agree with your both your other choices. So I, I went a little bit left field. Um, Abraham Ford, slightly not what you might expect from your, your conventional hero, and I think that goes for your choice as well, Stu. But he he's the only one in the series that wasn't afraid of Negan, and I think hashtag suck my nuts. Yeah. And he's got so many great lines, and he's just been so powerful in, in The Walking Dead for the last few years. Um, and I just don't think he got the appreciation he deserved. Um, as an actor, as a character, I think, you know, he was just portrayed perfectly. Um, and obviously the deaths when they happened this year were very much all focused on, on the you know, on Glenn and not on him. Um, and I think he's done a bit of a disservice, and I think he deserves. I think he deserves this nod. I think he's been absolutely sublime as that character, and I hope he goes on and, and appears in other things in the genre because I think he's a great actor, and I'd like to see more of him. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. Like, like you say, he's he, he's fallen by the wayside because everyone's been fawning overall oh. how how accurate Glenn's death was. And, you know, they, they did it frame by frame and it was wonderful. But Abraham's was arguably even more poignant. Like you said, the way he sits up to him, you know, he's, he's looking him right in the face. He takes that one right to the skull. He's pretty much already dead and he can still get out a classic Abraham one-liner. And he just, he, right up until his last breath, he never stops being a double-hard bastard. He is a double bastard. He is. And he's been brilliant. And as I've said before, and I'm sorry, but I will continue to say again, I appreciate the character more from reading the comics. As much as I hate admitted it, Marco was completely right. You get The Walking Dead a lot more (laughs) when you've read it rather than watching it. It's just 10 10 times better. I think there's elements to that with with probably everything, in in fairness, in in comic sector. But uh, I think you've got to give testament at, at times to... Um, to the TV producers like we have in the past, because they, you know, they're still getting a lot of depth into these characters. But I think a lot of, of the audience doesn't want to see the the slower episodes today. They want all the action to come at once, and I think that's that's the issue. The comic can, yeah, it's 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 written, it's done. You know, that's that's its choice. So yeah, it's slightly different material. Yeah, 
So what about you, Rory? Who? Uh, sorry, what about you, Marco? Sorry, I'm getting. You're not just K now. You're also Rory. Jesus Christ! So, <laughs> so K, Marco, Rory. Who have you gone for as your best hero? Well, someone took my choice, so I went to game. We'll, we'll, we'll make we'll make the pitch for Doctor Strange, and the reason I'm gonna sort of uh, uh, the, the the argument that I'll make to his benefit, he was funny, but he was also very flawed, and and it's quite interesting the journey you're taken on throughout the movie as an audience member because in the first half an hour you think he's an arrogant prick, and he is an arrogant prick, and he becomes the, the that arc comes full circle, he becomes. Uh, far more likable by the end of the film. And I think what's interesting in terms of the MCU, I'm pretty sure one of the other feathers in his cap is the fact that he's probably more powerful than anyone else we've seen bar Thor, arguably. I think, I he's, pro- I think he's probably more powerful than Thor. I'd say oh, more, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. Vision's got potential, but I don't know the Vision story well enough. Well, there you go. So, I mean, that, like, like, come on, you know, vote for him. That those are good reasons, I think. Unless Rory trumps me, he's probably going to. They are. They are <laughs> very I'm, good reasons. Stu trumps you. Can no one get anyone's names right on this part? Oh, right, well, in, that, in that case, I'll, I'll be, I'll be Mary. Um, you, one of you two can be Dave, and the other one, I don't know. I'll be Dave. Okay, you're Dave, Marco. You're going to have to be uh, Jemima. All right. right. This is okay. this is going to get confusing. So I've gone for. Let's be honest. I've won this one because I've gone for Deadpool. You have not. I have. Deadpool. He made us laugh. He made us cry. He made us cross our legs when he got bummed by his girlfriend wearing a strap on. He, oh. Yeah. See. He he made us feel every possible emotion in an hour and a half. He was the the shining light in a seventy five million pound R rated movie which then turned in something like $700 million in profit. It completely it broke box office records and it broke the mould that proved you can make an R-rated movie that's funny, that's gripping, with a genuinely good storyline. And they got a lot of good one-liners in there. It's such a quotable film. There's a lot of piss taken of himself, of Hugh Jackman, of comics in general. It's an almost flawless movie. And he is an almost flawless hero, even though he's more of an anti-hero. But you can't be an That's... anti-hero without being a hero. Yeah, that was. If we were going to go technicalities, I, I, it was. It was. Come that, on, Rory. You it's... can't get bogged down with technicalities. Not all the time. But I can. I think. I think. I think Deadpool wins. Deadpool I think does win. Yeah. If Deadpool doesn't win, I'm having a grade A nuclear weapons grade hissy fit. I'm talking like I'm, all my. Toys will be out of the pram. The pram will. You're talking be North over. Korea, aren't you? You're I think, talking. I'm I talking think, Kim Jong Un. I think Wade would be very much in that corner with you. Yes, he would. And he'd, yeah. he'd have me and him with our tiny hands doing the world's tiniest high five. Good old Wade. Good old Wade. Now, the smallest, the smallest Dutch brother in the world. Oh. As if, <laughs> as if we've just gone to that level, and it wasn't me. You know, with Reynolds, you'd want to. Don't don't deny it. I'm not gonna deny it. Not at all. <laughs> I'll try anything once and twice if I like it, <laughs> and three times if Ryan Reynolds is involved. So you know, say what you say. As yeah, a wise man once said. That's probably So <laughs> cool. Now that we've uh, now that we've agreed that I've won the hero category, which I have hands down. Uh, what about best villain category? Now. 
unfortunately for for um, Jemima and Dave, I've actually won this one as well, and I'm really sorry because I've got one word for you, and that word is Negan. Negan, as right now, is the most lovable bastard in the world. You cheer for him when he's caving people's skulls in. You don't want him to die because he's so damn good. He's a very eloquent man. He's he's terrifying. He's utterly, utterly terrifying. The way he speaks, the way he can flip from being really charming and charismatic to being pretty much genuine psychopath levels of, of fear and fury. He's not averse to twatting you. He's also a little bit weird in the fact that he seems to be mildly in love with his baseball bat. And he, he seems to think that she gets thirsty and hungry. And as a fellow... There's a very, there's a very important story behind that. Well, you, we, maybe we'll save that one for the actual award ceremony when I receive my best villain trophy. And then you can, you can introduce me with that story. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm winning. Well, tell you what, see, I, I'm done with my Negan spiel. So why don't you tell us that little, that little story? We all love stories. Let's just say that, because uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but let's just say that, the, that there's a very important reason why that bat's named Lucille. And yeah, I would encourage you to find some comics to, uh, to find out why. I'm sure I will find out. I've just started Volume 3, so I'm very close to Negan. Very, cool. very close. So what about you, Rory? Who is your pick as best bad guy? Mine, if it's not going to win, it's, it's, it's the closest, closest, closest possible runner-up. Um, it's the Punisher. Um, I think it was discussed earlier on by Marco. He, he is the epitome of what made that Daredevil series as exciting as it was. I thought it was one of the best portrayals of a character. No, full stop. And I said that at the time, I've, and I've said that in, in the all film, TV, anything. I think John Bernthal is just incredible. Um, I went back to watch that prison scene um, again, and I'm just absolutely blown away. That that fight scene in the prison is just the most intense thing I saw on television last year. Um, and he's just such a he just portrays it almost. It's perfect. It, it's the perfect portrayal. Negan might have got a little bit more charisma and you might not get to see that from John Burnsall, but it doesn't mean he's, he's any less of a villain. Um, I think he's a stellar choice and I hope people vote for him because I think he, he, he warrants it. And if I had any powers over anything, he would have been nominated for many a Grammy and otherwise this year because he's just been incredible. That's Grammy it. or Golden Globe? Nah, that one. That one. <laughs> Which one does TV? Which one does TV? Is it Glo- Golden Globes? Because Grammys. Golden Globes. Oh God, Grammys, Grammys music. Music. He does. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Negan does sing a, a, a pretty horrific tune, but uh, but I get to do a thing. It's all gone wrong. It, it's just it's all so, gone so wrong. It's, it's so gone wrong. I can't imagine John Burnfield ever trying to sing. He does in The Walking Dead quite nicely, as 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 you would know from his. People forget that he was Shane back in the day. Yeah, and True. he rightly got shot in the neck. So, it, and tell you what, Marco, to wrap oh, up, I love wrap up Shane. this section. Shane was such a bastard. He was a brilliant character as well. He was, but he was he was a dick in the worst sense of the world. Yeah, the world. but you, so what? You wanted him dead, and then we danced a merry jig when he died. And what about you, Marco? Who is your pick as best bastard? 
So it's fu- there's a bit of a funny story here because I had a pick and then I'd made the mistake of showing this list to my wife. And because uh, my pick was her free pass, she had an hour and a half <laughs> argument with me about why I can't say that Captain America is the best villain uh, of, of 2016. So an hour I mean, and a half argument? Yeah, because I... I your I, wife I, is incredible. My, my, wonderful no, woman. She, she, wonderful woman. Yeah, prop, it's prop to Mrs. Lopez. Props to Mrs. No, it's, it's, it's more about Chris Evans, guys. Let's, let's just be clear. He's, he's just easy on the eyes. So, yeah. Anyway, my, my pick is Zemo from, from, from Civil War. And the reason I'm going to say that, especially in contrast to your choices, uh, the Punisher is an anti-hero. Negan's a great villain, but he's a bit dumb. Whereas Zemo, for me, <laughs> who, Zemo for me is interesting because who suspects the man in the street? Because he's, he, he orchestrated a whole spectrum. <laughs> Of the greatest superhero team in the world at the time, he's not a dummy anti-hero. He's a genuine villain. He uh, purely to prove a point, and he succeeds. The villain wins in Civil War. There's no hero in Civil War. Nobody, no one stands out as a hero. So the villain wins, and therefore he's the best villain of 2016. There, there's my argument. (laughs) That's a that's a pretty good argument. But it's it's good. It's it's good, but it's not right. It's good, but it's not right. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, Negan's still the best villain. And at the end of the day, you originally picked Captain America, and that's just a really dick move, because we here are officially Team Cap. Yeah, to be honest, they wouldn't have gone down well. I I, I saw that, and I thought, yeah, that's the dick move, Mark (laughs) That is a dick move right there. I stand guilty. You can send the hate mail. All good. Oh, you heard that. That's consent. (laughs) He just consented to hate mail. Rory, you can send all those letters you've been stockpiling. Hashtag blame Marco. Yeah. Hashtag (laughs) always blame Marco. So, seeing as Marco's being blamed for everything, it seems only fair that we let him introduce his pick as best new character in 2016. I'm so glad that I I got this one because I'm convinced I've won. The best new character in 2016 easily is Deadpool. Because he stole the show, and I'm not just talking about it in, uh, from the film perspective, but no other character is going to be more memorable in 2016. He's clever, he's funny, he talks to us directly. I mean, that's just wonderful audience engagement, so he's also a marketing expert. He does what we really would love to. Like, if, if you think of how crap 2016 is, Deadpool is the only one who reacted in, 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 in that sort of subconscious way that we, we all just want to open up a, a can of whip ass on the things we don't like. And Deadpool embodies that. He's not intimidated. He doesn't, he's not scared of anything or anyone. And he's just, he's just so damn cool. Deadpool, best new character of 2016 for me. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to vote for that because I'll be honest, when I, if I get a vote on this, I'm voting for Deadpool as well. Um, I I went for Black Panther for some reason even though Deadpool was a new character I thought that Black Panther even in his small cameo still did a bloody good job worthy of of being nominated it's introduced an incredibly historic character in Marvel terms he's very powerful going forward he's going to be very very influential in the the pushing forward of of the MCU as a whole into the you know the the next generation of heroes, the next generation of the Avengers. It's also opening up the whole new world of of Wakanda and all the technological stuff that we'll see. We all can't wait for the Black Panther solo film. I was torn between Black Panther and Spider Man, but Black Panther just got a little bit more of the narrative that explains who he is, why he is, why he does what he does. 
And for me, he, he's my pick as best new character. I would have vetoed Spider-Man. I just don't think new character in the sense that he's been done before. Do you that, know what I mean? That's the other reason, technically... Tom Holland is a new Spider-Man, but Spider-Man in general has been around, you know, as long as any hero in the world ever, in every I, single guise. Yes. So I think I think I might have an outside shot of this one, um, mainly because of a hot pants. So I went for Harley <laughs> Quinn. Uh, I think the, the oh. main <laughs> redeeming feature of Suicide Squad. Is, is Harley Quinn, uh, you know, Margot Robbie's portrayal is incredible. We, we all raved about her. I think she's by far the best part of the film. And she, she you know, she's the Harley Quinn I kind of expected and, and envisaged. And, you know, I can see Stu already gushing about her being in, this, in a film, potentially with Poison Ivy and... Yeah. Huntress, hopefully. Um, Huntress, yeah, exactly. Um, as long as Megan Fox does not poison Ivy, we're good. Oh God, that'd be awful. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, let's let's veto that as a general rule. Someone get on the phone to Hollywood. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, and Caster in some other god awful Transformers film. Um, but yeah, Margot Robbie, I think, just excellent. I think the best thing about that film, um, and she just looked damn hot throughout. So you know, I think. Give her a vote. I think she 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 earned them. I think she's the only thing that made that film money. To be honest, yeah, that's not really a bad shout at all. She she was one of the one of the more consistent positives of a pretty dire overall film in the grand scheme of things. So she would be a worthy winner. And again, she she is she's very much a new character. The only time that we've ever really seen Harley Quinn before is in Batman the Animated Series, which is where she was first created. So she certainly would be one of the best new characters if you were to say, you know, in the last, whatever, 10, 15 years, she would easily be the best new character because there's not many characters in comic lore have been created so recently and have gone on to actually have a following, almost a cult following, and then have earned their own titles, which have done well and have earned uh, rave reviews across the world. But for this context, I think that Deadpool's got this one all wrapped up, but we'll see what happens in the polls. We've wrapped up uh, the best film, best TV series, best hero, best villain, and best new character. Now we're looking at more of a slightly wider-ranging field. We're actually looking now at the best fight scene. There's a couple of pretty obvious ones that spring to mind, and I'm willing to bet that we've got two of those three listed here so why doesn't Rory get us started because I can already hear you chewing at your microphone because you're so excited and giddy Daredevil season 2 at the stairwell scene we know that Marvel love a hallway or a stairwell or whatever fight scene because it's becoming quite synonymous with the, the franchise um we we both talked about this when we reviewed it that it was just another incredible scene um the lighting the kind of simplicity of it all you know all these big films and and what these guys got to throw at you probably is a, is a big budget kind of action scene and that all has its merit but on the smaller scale um and the way these things are shot it's just much more clever it's much more intense 
Um, it shows much more skill, you know, from the actors in terms of their fighting skill and their training. And I just thought it was just an incredible, incredible fight scene. Um, one of the best this year. Yeah, I, I think it's a great shout. As you've said, it, it, it's really become synonymous with with Netflix shows. Now you expect to have at least one of these scenes where you just don't see how Daredevil or Luke Cage is possibly going to walk away from this fight when they're in a you know a six, seven, eight foot wide corridor or you know a two or three floor stairwell, and they're outnumbered ten, fifteen, twenty to one. How the hell do they get out of it? They're compelling. They're incredibly graphic, which makes them all the more enjoyable. You're not just seeing soft punches and kicks. You're seeing people being launched and stabbed and beaten to within an inch of their life. And they're all gripping, all massively gripping. Um, Marco, I actually expected you to have gone for that Daredevil scene. So what have you picked as your best fight scene of this year? Uh, there's going to be a running theme here, sorry, but uh, I've gone for Deadpool on the bridge because I mean, like it, it's 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 an insane uh, sequence. It's funny, it's epic, it's tight, it's totally X-rated, which means we've never seen something like this before. And when you consider it didn't have the cash for a giant ant and a gratuitous arachnid appearance, I think it lands really, really well. Oh, giant ant! Great <laughs> memories from Ant Man. Oh, what great memories! Yeah, it was the best, <laughs> probably the best part of the film. I think it's just so good. That's that it. or the giant Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, that's pretty that, good that's. Too. Uh, I need to watch Ant Man again. It's been about three months. I think I'm overdue. I think yeah. I, I went for probably the most obvious out of the fight scenes. I had to go for Team Iron Man versus Team Cap on the runway in Captain America: Civil War. It's a, a fight scene like we'd never seen before in terms of scale, in terms of just the sheer volume of, of heroes. What it, it must have been six aside. You're talking some of the biggest heavyweights in the comic world all knocking seven shades of shit out of each other. You've got some really interesting pairings. And then, and then we had some really, really unexpected moments, which we won't talk about because that actually leads almost seamlessly into our next category. I think if if you say to anyone who's watched all of these TV shows and all of these films, what fight scene really sticks in your mind? I think a lot of people's first thought will be Civil War on the uh, on the runway at the airport, and I defy yeah. anyone to disagree with me. Although Marco probably will, and I'll regret saying no, that. no, I I'd, I'd agree. <laughs> that was also my pick. I have to I I have to make some uh, uh, some. Some support for Deadpool, obviously. Yes, of course. Deadpool deserves a lot of support because it was a fucking phenomenal film. And I think I need to watch Deadpool again. Again, it's been a few. Yeah, months. me too. Actually. Getting the shakes. Yeah. I think I think cool. we should all we should all watch Deadpool again over the Christmas holidays because he wears a Christmas jumper in one scene. So technically, it's a Christmas film. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, it's like the it's like the modern Die Hard. It has to be watched every year at Christmas. I that, think that's the, the tradition. That works for me. There you go. Top Gear would say, and on that bombshell, but we're not Top Gear because we've got a lot <laughs> less money. But better hair. I'm going to say better hair. Yeah, I'd go with better hair. Yeah. Um, now the next You're about category. as tall as Jeremy Clarkson. I am as tall as Jeremy Clarkson, and you're about as short as Richard yeah, Hammond. Yeah, you going to say that. <laughs> and Marco's about as tall as James May. Boom. Who? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you heard it here first. 
So the the next category we've got this is this is one of Marco's really really good picks. I love this category. Probably my favorite one, I would say. We had to have this in because one thing that we we get with every single film, every TV show, you always get some kind of a scene or some kind of a moment or some kind of a character that you just don't see coming that just blows your mind. So this category is called Mind Equals Blown. I think Marco originally called it My Mind Is Blown, but I tried to like judge it up a little bit. So seeing as this is your your creation, Marco, why don't you tell us what blew your mind this year? Okay, the uh, second last time guesses, I did... Any guesses, <laughs> listeners? Any yeah. guesses what Marco may have gone for? <laughs> but, but, but you know the thing is, out of all the things I watched in 2016, this is the only thing that like really took me by surprise. The swearing, yeah, the fighting, the blood, the fourth wall, the humor, the chimmy fucking chang, everything was freaking amazing. I'm sorry, Deadpool, the whole film is one big uh, mind-blown moment. And, and I'm just, the fact that the movie exists, the fact that it was produced on $50 million and that it made $782 million, just, come on, that's like epic, brilliant, well done. Jesus, Applaud is that, is that what every, it topped out at, 782 That's well amazing. Fuck. There you go. That's insane. Useless trivia. It is the bit, it's the highest grossing X Men film in history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that because it's that the seventh, it's, how it's shit the seventh the highest Marvel film. It's yeah. the seventh highest Marvel film. It beat the likes of Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Winter it Soldier. It beat Guardians. It beat Guardians. Yeah. No, it won't beat Guardians 2, but yeah, let's put that out. But, but all, all I'm saying is that's the scale of what you're talking about. That's what Deadpool achieved. And right. on a fraction of the budget. That's a pretty fair shout. When when you put it in comparison to all of those things, the money that Brian Singer and his crew have spent oh, on those X Men films to have been beaten by what is relatively speaking a cheap film, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. Oh mate, it's it's pocket change. Even marks it in the film, even talks about the fact that they only could afford two X Men. It's brilliant. Yeah. Come on. No, no, we know we know Marco. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we do this part every week. Well, and pretty much every week we manage to talk about Deadpool and how amazing it's come up it is. a lot. It's it really lot. has. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal in now and get my pick in there. Um, I've gone back to my my faithful, my beloved Civil War, and I've picked Giant Man because it's fucking Giant Man, and it's, it's like a good a, show. it's a 25 foot tall Paul Rudd. Imagine how much funnier Paul Rudd would be if he was 25 foot tall. <laughs> He's already one of the most hilarious people that's ever been created. And it, the only thing that pisses me off is it wasn't 100% a surprise for me because fucking Lego ruined it for me. But yeah, I caught, that's the only thing I've ever called right is because of bloody Lego. Yeah, yeah Lego, and, and in fairness, my former beloved Funko Pops, they released yeah. all the pictures, and I knew Giant Man was coming. So although still, I was expecting it, was still it, great. It was a brilliant. It's the noise he makes when he first grows, and he goes whoa, and then he, <laughs> and and vision passes it. through his chest, and he goes, oh, he's inside me, or he's gone through me, and oh, and the, the Empire Strikes Back moment. It was just oh, brilliant. Genius. I want to. I want to go back. I want to vote with Paul Rudd as my hero of the year. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. I'm Paul Rudd is just didn't... my hero of every year. He's just hero. He's just hero. He's, He's just, just a hero, hero yeah. man. Let's get He's a just hero. Gags him him and him and Chris Pratt, statue. just just the heroes for me. Okay, we need money for a bronze statue of Chris Pratt and Chris Evans lifting up Paul Rudd. 
Oh. With Harley Quinn sat on his shoulders. Nice. And Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> and Little Baby Groot. This is getting Baby expensive. Groot. I should probably speak it's to you about this. It's getting expensive. Yeah. Yeah, just go and touch the cags. Um, yeah. I will give my pick. Um, which I think wins, and and everyone other than Stu, who predicts everything, um, was was <laughs> genuinely shocked by this moment in the cinema um, when you discover that the Winter Soldier has killed um, Tony Stark's parents. I think that bombshell, that look on Robert Downey Jr.'s face, it's awful. the look on Captain America's face, it was just, it was just such a shocking moment, and for a film and genre of this style to produce such a kind of emotionally, I don't know, just your heart just It was taxing, sank. wasn't it? It was so taxing, man. It was so difficult to watch at times. And so, you know, just so many emotions go through you. And, and I never thought watching any of these films, I'd probably never feel that kind of emotion watching them. You know, I'd always feel joy um, and love and you know, kindness and warmth and all that kind of... Yeah, you feel a special Christmas warmth when hard Christmas shit, on screen. you know. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but I never thought I'd feel genuine kind of heartache and emotion. And, and yeah, it was it was a shocking moment. Um, but it was so well done. I mean, so incredible. You know, we talked how well the Russo brothers directed this film. Um, and that scene alone just, yeah, just blew my mind. It really did. I, I can't argue with that. There's also one other thing that that's only just come to me. I can't be the only person whose mind was blown when we saw that young version of Tony Stark on screen because that freaked me. Oh, that was great. That well, really then, it was freaky, did. but it was great. It was. Well, it was, then Disney. It was brilliant. I, I saw. A, I was watching a video yesterday about the the CGI that was used in Rogue One, which we won't talk about in case anyone's not seen it. No, and, but I and, know it's and, and recreating it, older characters. Yeah, yeah and it, it was the the same people worked on Rogue One as had worked on on those bits so there's obviously like a group of people who are really sort of perfecting that art but I looked at that and at first I had to do a bit of a double take and I was like holy shit that's actually like 20 something year old Robert Downey Jr and yeah but it's it's got to be giant man although I suspect that Winter Soldier or Deadpool have got a very very good chance of winning this this really could go either way and any one of those would be a completely worthy winner. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Really That's the would. closest category for me, I think. Yeah, snap. Um, another really, really interesting pick from Marco next. Um, the best adaptation on screen from comics. Now, what we're saying here is what, what do we think has been the best, the most faithful depiction where a company, whether it's TV or film, have taken a really iconic moment from a comic and just stuck it on your screen, you know, word for word, frame by frame, and have just, you know, melted your face off because it's so good. So only seems fair that Marco starts us off on this one, because this, again, is another really, really great pick. Uh, so I want to take it back to February when uh, a whole bunch of people who, let's, uh, from what I understand, the comic audience of The Walking Dead uh, tops out at most at maybe an average of about 100,000 people. So the tens of millions that watched the show were watching episode, uh, the, the season finale of, of season six, you know, happily thinking, oh, we're building up to something, building up to something. The only guy sitting on his couch, like, tearing his nails off because he's like, oh, crap, no one knows. No one knows what's about to happen. So when they finally got to the lineup, any, mini, miny, mo. 
uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's incredible depiction of Negan. Uh, I think he's done a magnificent job in, in, in that character. I, I, I like that already, the tension of the moment came off the pages, but the thing I did not expect, the thing, because there have been other moments of really intense violence that from the comics that they actually have not touched in the, in the show at all. Uh, far worse moments than than Negan, ironically. But I never expected two deaths. I never expected Glenn, and I never expected the eye. It is. Uh. It's. It's. I. I can't explain how much it looks like each panel. And the thing is, the panels are horrific. Like I remember reading that, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't move for a day. It was just. I, I thought, what have I read? This is crazy. Who's this guy? This guy just broke Rick. And, 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 and the thing is, he breaks Rick in the comic without needing to do all the stuff he did in the TV show. It's just, hands down, well done, amazing, brilliant, Greg Nicotero, Scott Gimple. You did that one really well. Congrats. Yeah, I've, there's, there's a lot of videos out there and there's a lot of um, picture comparisons. And, and as Marco said, if you look at the picture of Glenn from the comics and the, the picture of Glenn with his eye bugged out, it's insane how accurate they've got it. You could pretty much overlay one on top of the other, and they've got it absolutely bang on, right down to the most minute, horrific detail. And it really is the stuff of nightmares, seeing a guy spluttering blood out of his mouth, eyeball hanging out. Ugh. But what great TV. What an utterly harrowing moment. You can tell it was good. Because it got it received so many complaints about people calling it, you know, a snuff movie and saying it's like horror porn and all these kind of. What did Gags call it? Torture porn or some bullshit? I think he called it torture porn, but he might have also watched it about fifteen times. He needs well, he needs to watch Hostel. He needs to watch Hostel. That's torture porn. Yeah, that, that is torture really porn. fucking weird. Walking Dead is not torture porn. <laughs> it's just hectic. <laughs> so Rory, I mean it. It's pretty fucking hard to top that. It really, really is. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I'll lay it out, and I think it's a really good thing, but I, I can't top it. So, you know, if you don't vote for Negan crushing Glenn's skull, you're just, you know, off your head. Um, but my nomination, Luke Cage, <clears throat> when he bursts out of the, oh, you know, the machine that basically gives him superpower, Um we said when we reviewed it, Stu, that it just was so perfectly depicted. It just, yeah, it was just absolutely spot on. You know, the outfit, um, the metal bands around his wrist, around his head, it just, it'd been taken straight out of the comics. I thought it had been really lovingly done um, and done with a lot of care and attention. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, great shout. Luke Cage has been a revelation for us. We've, we've absolutely loved you know, having that in our lives and on our screens. And he's been absolutely, he's been, he has been a bit of a revelation, hasn't he? It's been very well received. It's another triumph for Netflix. It's another triumph for Marvel, another IP that they've sort of let go from their control and given it to someone else. And it's just been done so well, so faithfully, and you can't really pick any holes in it. So although I think Negan's going to win, Luke Cage is a great shout. Um, I had to go for uh, the Batman and Superman fight from Batman versus Superman because even though Batman versus Superman isn't based on any one text, there are moments from that scene that are taken so perfectly from The Dark Knight Returns, the iconic seminal title uh, from the, I think it's penned in the 80s originally. 
Is it? I don't know. I might be making that up. I think I might be drunk on Ribena. Mm, might be right. But some some of the, the, the scenes in there, the way you've got Batman stomping a hole in Superman and the way he takes him just to the brink of death. In in the in the comics he then sort of has this big speech about, you know, never never forget the man who who beat you and who let you live. And we almost get to that scene before Gag's favourite moment comes in with the fucking Martha. That yeah. that soured the whole of that fight scene. But in terms of accuracy and faithfulness to the source material, phenomenal. And as much as I don't like Henry Cavill because he's about as wooden as a fucking door, he did well in that. He, he's he's good in fight scenes because look at the size of him. Look at the shape of him. He's I don't even think he's got a gram of body fat on him. And you've got Ben Affleck in this gigantic hulking behemoth of a suit that gradually gets beaten piece by piece. He loses half of it. All the classic bat gadgets that he's got with his little kryptonite um, explosives. Uh, a high point in a somewhat disappointing movie, I think a lot of people would agree. So we're getting down to the, uh, the last two now. Best Actor and Best Actress. So I'm going to start us off on Best Actor because I've not started one for a while and I'm feeling all lonely. And I've actually gone for a bit of a weird one. I'm sure people are expecting me to have gone for Chris Evans or my beloved um, Mr. Rudd, but I've actually gone for John Bernthal as my favourite actor. Basically, rewind to the bit where Marco was talking about uh, Daredevil and that that's basically it. John Bernthal was good as Shane, I think. He was fucking phenomenal as Punisher. He brought a, a ruthless bloodlust to the screen that we hadn't really seen on Daredevil. He created a genuine conflict within Daredevil himself, getting him... You know, he, he has that line where he says, when, when you put him down, they get back up. When I put him down, they stay down. And, and Daredevil actually starts to think, doesn't he? Hang on, am I, am I doing this wrong? Should I be, be following his mantra of, of killing people? And, and it actually inspired a podcast within us where we started looking at the whole mindset of the anti-hero. And that was a really enjoyable episode for me. I, I hope it was enjoyable for Rory and for you guys to listen to, for us to actually sit down and try and get into the mindset of somebody who believes it's okay to kill for the greater good. And I don't think anyone could have done a better job of that than John Burnfall. I completely agree. Yeah. You agree, but you have voted for? I voted... See, this might be a little bit left field for listeners of this part. I voted for Robert Downey Jr. Um, I, you know, quite quite think to what I said before, you know, quite linked to, to, you know, his scene, his emotional scene about his parents' death. And I just thought, you know, it was quite a, a typical kind of, you know, the early early parts of Civil War, quite typical kind of Downey Jr., quite cocky, quite arrogant, quite, you know, stubborn in his mindset. Um, but that all changed, and, and that scene alone was probably the most powerful acting I've ever seen Downey Jr. produce, and, and he has in, in parts of his career, you know, produced Oscar-winning performances, and um, or at least Oscar-nominated, and you've got to look at that and just think, it's staggering. I thought he was just incredible, and, and I believed every tear, every part 
well emotion, every kind of anger, you know, feeling he was he was expressing. I just thought it was just an incredible performance. Well, I'm almost in tears just listening to that. Don't let my icy cold exterior. No, because he, he's absolutely right, isn't he? You know, Robert Downey Jr. sold that part so well, and he really, really did look mortified. As you mentioned before, in the uh, the, the mind blown, the look on his face when he sees that video, and you can sort of see like his entire life, the past thirty years or whatever twenty years, sort of comes crumbling down when he realizes that his friend's best mate was the one that basically ruined his life and put him through all that hardship and all the problems that he's faced since. It was it was a cracking piece of acting. And we love Robert Downey Jr. anyway. He, he should yeah. win far more awards than he does. I think he will. I, I think he, he's done well in his career. I think superhero films in general will never get the accolades that, perhaps they deserve other than the visuals and all the things they get nominated for maybe soundtracks and otherwise but um i think he'll go back after this and maybe produce another kind of oscar worthy because he's he's a great actor and, and yeah he's had a great career despite all the issues that's one way of putting it indeed and mr lopez who have you gone for for your best actor i don't know who it is Oh <laughs> well, um, I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna completely circumvent your sub story about Robert Downey Jr. and uh, your very passionate playing about John Burntel. I'm gonna tell you about someone who is so good at playing a character that he plays him outside a film. He has played Ooh. this character right outside so in social media in memes even in socially responsible messages about your soft bits and making sure you check them uh, to prevent <laughs> ryan reynolds is has completely embodied the character of wade wilson he's completely embodied the character of deadpool he has made a very personal plea to make sure that this character gets reinvented in the way that that Deadpool deserves and then of course there's the film which I don't even need to talk about the other reason that I think Ryan Reynolds is the best actor 2016 is because he's the only guy who got a fucking Golden Globe nomination for it so eat that comic people he got one and the rest of you can just not get one ha (laughs) I was with you up until you started being a dick at the end and now I just hope you crash and burn it's another dick move. Is it? Yeah, it's another oh, dick move. Hashtag I mean, seriously, dick, dick we, invite you on, we, we invite you on to this pod in, in good spirits, and you come on, and it's almost slanderous. I know. I feel, I feel offended. Just because you've got this big hosting job, and you're all high and mighty now. Uh, you know, it's, gone, uh, it's gone to yeah. his ego. Yeah. It's gone to his ego. <laughs> blame Marco Lopez. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag blame Marco for everything ever in the whole world. Yeah. Or, Next time Liverpool lose, it's on Yeah. Him. Blame, blame, blame Brendan's gone now. It's all coming yeah, your way. And in fairness, though, if you take it, if you t- take away the fact that that was really upsetting to hear, he's absolutely spot on. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Deadpool is he, Ryan he Reynolds. is. Yeah, he is. But some, he's not better than Robert Downey Jr. Some of the promo think. stuff that he did when he killed, oh, um, oh uh, when he killed Mario Lopez, and he did the uh, the twelve days of Deadpool and the countdown and all the the subterfuge around the convincing people that it was a, a Valentine's movie to try and con people yeah. into going. Just to put it out there, and I'm, I'm not going to be... This is all marketing ploys to get you to watch this film, by the way. 
Just just putting out there. This is all in his job description. He just wants to get his payday. No. So I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no. Ryan Reynolds um, did this because he's arguably one of the nicest people that's ever been created. And he's also one of my favourite celebrity couples, him and Blake Lively. Yeah. They're a lovely a good pair couple. of people. And he's Took a pay cut to play the character. Paid other people who didn't get paid. I was, saying, just, I was actually going to say that bit. I, where I, I'm, a, I'm just trying to win a fucking one of these because Marco's nominated Deadpool <laughs> six fucking times now. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Get a new agenda. Agenda yeah. index all over again. That bit where, he, where he's paid, <laughs> he paid some of the, the, uh, the cast. That's pretty impressive. It really is. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, you know, I've got a lot of love and time for him, and I think he he's getting everything he deserves, and, and I hope he... Because he's had a mixed career. I mean, we talked about this. It's not all been <laughs> perfect for to. him, you know? Well, yeah, there's some other shockers in there, man, Jesus. But, yeah, he's not had the greatest career at times, and, and he's worked hard in Hollywood, and I think he does deserve it. So, yeah, fair play to him, hands off. Yeah, so... He's still not better than Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> So, we've got our best actor in uh, Ryan Reynolds, let's be perfectly honest. No. So, the logical thing to do is to finish off with our best actress. Now, I've got two words for you. It's Gal Gadot. And she's been the best actress this year because did you fucking see her as Wonder Woman? She was every inch Wonder Woman. For, for, as good as Ryan Reynolds was as Deadpool, she was equally as good as Wonder Woman. She looked the part. She acted the part. She's got that. She's got the princess-like mystique about her. She throws a convincing punch. You wouldn't fucking mess with her. And the best thing she did in Batman versus Superman, that little wry smile on her face when she realises that um, Doomsday is actually really fucking hard and she's going to have a real fight on her hands. She's actually happy that she gets to have a scrap with this incredible genetic killing machine so Gal Gadot Wonder Woman best actress bring on her solo film pod over I'm not even going to let you two speak I'm going to be a dick now I'm going to do a a dick move Lopez (laughs) oh sorry I'm, I'm just getting word from the AI legal team apparently I can't be a dick move Lopez because we can only have one on at a time yeah, so it's I not suppose, allowed. Not allowed. Rory, you may as well give some kind of speech about who's going to finish second after Gal Gadot. I, I think you're overhyping Gal Gadot. You know, I, I I genuinely think you are. She she was good. Um, you shut your dirty whore mouth. She, just because you fancy her, man. That's the only reason you're promoting this. She's not going to listen. By the way, just to put that out there. What uh, she said she would. <laughs> Melissa McBride is my nomination. Again, I'm slightly thinking outside the box. I'm thinking of people that deserve attention and love for their performances this year. Um, I think Carol transformation throughout the whole of The Walking Dead has been incredible. And I think she's the one actress that has really developed throughout the process and has just gone from strength to strength. She's had some really prominent episodes in, in former, obviously, uh, series but you know there was some real kind of emotional development in this one um i thought she was brilliant and i think she's just she's so pivotal to what the storyline means to me and and the development and the storyline and you know her and morgan was such an interesting element and we talked about it before her ability to just blend into the background 
and to put on this this routine that she's you know harmless and and you know she can't fight and she's you know fragile and she's completely the opposite um and yeah i think she's been absolutely incredible and if there's one actress that deserves and applaud its nominations of awards i think this is the one in tv this year yeah uh, the, the only thing i would say is i i I'm disappointed with the way her character's gone now. Give it a chance. In in the previous few seasons, there hasn't been anyone really who has been as consistently badass as Carol. You know, she she started off as the the sh- the shrinking violet, didn't she? She she was quite a uh, she she was quite a a, a missable character. You know, she yeah. could be in a scene and That's you, you wouldn't even yeah. see her, and now. Whenever she's in a scene, she is front and centre, head and shoulders above the rest, usually because she's blowing the shit out of something or stabbing the shit out of something or just generally killing the shit out of something. So, yeah, it, it is a bit of a, of a, of a left-field pick, but it's a pretty good shout. So, Marco, why don't you give us your pick as the best actress of 2016 and help us round off our awards? Uh, I have gone for an even more left field pick, I reckon. I've gone for Rosario Dawson uh, in both Daredevil and Luke Cage. So maybe there's my dick it's move. Not Deadpool. It's more. not Deadpool. Jesus yeah, Christ. It's, it's, not, it's not Deadpool. Sorry, Morena. But uh, no, but I mean, I, I think Rosario Dawson has achieved something very, very special uh, across uh, the whole Netflix universe, but in particular in these two series. She's brilliant in the sense that she's. She's really become very, very engaging uh, throughout the whole process. You care about Claire. You care about her character. And you've seen how she's, you know, she, she's very tough in her own right in, in the shows. And she's developed herself while carrying others. I think there's a lot of great character development and, and dramatic exposition that she gives Luke Cage's uh, character in, in, in the show. While at the same time being like a modest little badass herself. Um she she hits all the points. She's highly watchable. There's nothing about the the way that she executes this very modest character um, that doesn't convince you, that doesn't make you buy into into her motivations. Uh, even to the point where you know, for example, in Daredevil season two, I'm sitting there almost feeling annoyed for Claire, and I'm sharing her disgust to the fact that you know here comes Electra sort of interfering, and then you're also wondering, okay, well, is 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 Matt? Probably Matt probably ends up with Karen and all all this kind of stuff, but 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 the one you feel for the most is Claire, because she's the one who 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 sort of is the is the silent hero behind it because she kind of gets on with it and helps you know save everyone's asses while uh, while they get into trouble. So for me, Rosario Dawson is part of that, uh, and I haven't even mentioned that she's easy on the eyes. She is, but you know, uh, there you go. That just a fantastic portrayal all around. Yeah, it's. It's another good shout. She, we've said in the past, whenever we talk about the shows, she she brings that that Hollywood A list genuine superstar. She doesn't need reams and reams of lines to to have some powerful dialogue. She can have one line and blow your socks off more than somebody else could with you know ten fifteen paragraphs. And I, I think the 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 best way to sum her up is exactly the phrase you just used. She's the silent hero. You know, Daredevil has got the, this incredible ability to see without sight, yet where does he go when he needs help? He goes to see this regular, normal nurse, because at the end of the day, she can do things that he can't. 
and then Luke Cage has fallen in with her as well. You know, Luke Cage, uh, the last we saw, is now romantically linked with her. We don't know how long that's going to last. We don't know how that twists and turns. But I'm sure we all can't wait to find out because she's brilliant yeah. and she's absolutely fucking lovely as well. Agreed. So there we have it, folks. There's our 30 picks across our 10 categories. Um, we're going to throw out some polls on Twitter uh, after this this episode's gone out. So we'll give you a chance to listen to our, our thoughts. Uh, as always, please do reply to us with, with your thoughts. If there's anyone you think that we've missed, if we've missed a really obvious pick, please do engage with us. We had a brilliant, brilliant response to the MCU ranking. Uh, the the initial stages in the semi-finals, we got about 150, 160 votes on each, which is which is fantastic. For the final, the final four, we actually came out with, I think it, it was nearly 350 votes, which I'm blown away by. I, I didn't expect us to even break 100. And the, the only thing is, we can't understand how the result has come out the way it has. None of us expected Guardians of the Galaxy to have been voted by the AI Comic Pod listeners as their favourite Marvel Cinematic Universe film, but that's what happened. So congratulations to Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to get a trophy, and I'll drop it in with Chris Pratt next time I'm round it is. Nice. I think I'm going round Boxing Day after I've been to my mum and dad's. I'm not sure. And, and we actually had a bit of a travesty, because if I remember the results rightly... Winter Soldier lost that group. Winter Soldier was ranked fourth out of the final four. It was indeed. Guardians, yeah. Civil War, and fucking Iron Man. I'm I'm offended. I'm not easily offended, but fuck me, that made me cry. I um, think it's, I think it's, it's uh, not the, as bad the, as the biggest shout problem. Age of Ultron is better than the biggest problem of the final four. Yeah, I was going to say the biggest problem with the final four is the fact that the Avengers didn't make it there, not yeah, so yeah, much yeah. that the uh, Guardians went. That, that that was surprising. But maybe it was a I'm, I'm the cool with Guardians. Know. I like our audience. I think Guardians. Yeah, I, agree. I think Guardians is the most universally accessible pod. I think it's the, it's the one you can turn on and you can laugh and you can enjoy the soundtrack. And yeah, it's it's a really funny, really enjoyable film. I think the other ones maybe a little bit more you know, comic book mindset at times. So yeah, it's one of those. It's, it's a good, it's, I think it's a good poll. It was interesting. It was. And we've, we've said Rory and I, that we're, we're going to try and do these every few months. It, it was really interesting for, for us to do the pod and the article and the polls all as one sort of all encompassing project. And we're going to try and do them again when we can think of something that's, deserving we, of that kind of effort yeah we're working on something hopefully uh, for next year which is a kind of batman month uh crossover bat month. between that month yeah and um, we're not sure when exactly but crossover between uh one up podcast hosted by guy and then the, the movie night with joe simpson ourselves so articles and podcasts and yeah various so that might be some time in, in a few months where we can do some polls and get some interesting reactions yeah, and that's going to be an absolute beast. So we're actually going to have to completely defy convention and do some work rather than just making it up as we go along. <laughs> I so don't know, man. That MCU was a lot of work. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for you, not for me. <laughs> I just rocked up, chat shit, and get on with it, as I always do. But this is going to be like some serious work and a lot of schedules to uh, to check. But, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully get that done. 
this is going to be the last episode that we're doing for a few weeks because obviously we've got Christmas, then we've got New Year, and then I'm going on holiday, so I'm not back until the middle of January. So it's possibly going to be maybe three, four weeks before we get another um, episode out. Uh, But on behalf of Rory and Marco and Kay and Joey and Chris and Gags and Nina and anyone else who's who's been on or has been involved, thank you for all your support this year. Uh, We never expected that we were going to get 10 episodes, let alone 31. We're getting some crazy figures off the new AI website, which is incredible. We used to get a couple of hundred. We're now getting tens of thousands, which is just weird. It's Um, weird. It's very strange. But again, a massive thank you to everyone for listening and for reading the articles and for sharing our stuff around and for chatting to us and engaging with us. It's been a brilliant year. Hopefully you've enjoyed it half as much as we have. And let's see what we can do next year as well. Because as far as I know, we're not going anywhere unless Gags has got pissed off with us yet, which I don't think Mm -hmm. he has. Because we take the piss out of him every week and he, he still lets us on, so... We, we've not ribbed him for about his quiz score for a, a good while. Oh, my God, that's what we should have done. We should have done what? a roundup of quiz scores where we tell everyone uh, yet think, again that Gag's only got one fairness, and a half. I think in fairness, he's going to rib the, 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 the three of us for not uh, nominating Civil War in more categories, actually. <laughs> I gave him Robert Downey Jr. He loves me. It's fine. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not, not going to take shit from anyone that only got one and a half out of five in our quiz. <laughs> I'm not taking that from anyone. <laughs> so, you know what? We should actually do a, an, an additional award. Congratulations to Zach, who won the AI Comic Pod quiz he in 2016. smashed it. With a ridiculous six out of six. Smashed it. Fair yeah. play, Zach. Fair, Fair play, play mate. Zach. And we need to get him back on, because that was fucking hell. That was episode six. That was back in... I know. That was January. Our wrap-ups take about 15 minutes, so we've probably lost half of our audience by this stage. But, um, yeah, just thanks from me as well. Any plugs, Marco, before you go? Uh, I will be... There's the main AI show uh, where I am talking with the ever-interesting Dave Hendrick. Um, For those with open minds, please give a listen to it because it is actually a very good conversation. Very good. It's very good. Then uh, I will be, then obviously there's this one, and then Guy Drinkle and I are going to be talking all things uh, Star Wars games very, very soon. Ooh, that'll be good. Uh, that'll be yeah. good. That Hashtag be. blame Marco. All right. Hashtag <laughs> dick move Lopez. Oh, and please, go and do yourselves a favor and watch Rogue One. If you haven't, go and Don't do it. Don't spoil it for me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm busy, man. Yeah, watch good. Rogue One, rewatch Deadpool, and don't forget, blame Marco for everything. Uh, That's it. Thanks for listening and thanks for following us this year. Goodbye. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.